dietitian. And I'm Tara, a journalist. We're mums of little ones and we're also sisters. New Mums Nutrition is a podcast that helps you optimize your nutrition and thrive in this season of life. Today we're talking all things that first 40 days after birth. There's lots of different things that people suggest you should have, you shouldn't have, and restore your body after going through pregnancy and birth and setting yourself up for postpartum life. Today, it's my absolute pleasure to bring Catherine Chong on. Hi, Lana and everyone. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm so excited to be here. Uh, Well, thank you so much for coming on. Catherine is a certified fertility dietitian who helps women and couples beat infertility and improve their nutrition to maximize their chances of conceiving. She is also a private practice dietitian in Brisbane and clients online. Catherine is a mum and you... You have a little boy, Catherine. His name is Jarvin and turning nearly three this year. Oh, that's so cute. So you have been all through the postpartum life and the throes of of really the journey of pregnancy, birth and postpartum. Yeah, I'm dealing with kind of the new phase, the toddlerhood tantrum, if you would describe it. We like to ask this to all our guests. If there was a song to describe your birth story, what would it oh, be? For me, it's going to be the Katy Perry song, Fireworks. I don't know about you, Lana, but being a first-time mom, I remember I was so terrified of giving birth. And I did what most expected mom would. I went to all different birthing classes. I read so many books and tried to learn about childbirth as much as I can. And I thought I was going to have a natural mm-hmm. birth. I thought I was already right. But boy, I was wrong. So I was overdue. Um, and I ended up having an induction and I didn't really feel much in the first eight hours. Um, and I remember thinking that, oh, giving birth wasn't as hard as I thought. But the next day, that's when the surges becomes more intense. I try my best with all the mm. reading exercises I, I learned, but I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> I need to have the gas and also the epidural for my labor. Mm. And it's just that, oh, you, yeah. you just really, I, th- I think labor, you really went through a mix of intense emotions. I remember I cry, I laugh, I scream, I, you know, even squeeze on my husband. I probably had a little bit too much of gas as well. Um, but you see, once you see the baby coming out from your womb, it's just such a beautiful moment, just like a fireworks. It's really no matter how terrified you were before about childbirth or how difficult your pregnancy was you really just felt in love at that moment so um, going through that labor it's really just that feeling watching that fireworks meeting your child for that first moment is actually such a magical moment and just like like a firework that was really that kick-started your postpartum journey when we hear about the first 40 days after birth or the confinement diet as well or what to eat after the first 40 days what is that and can you explain to us the reasonings yeah, and behind yeah. that? okay Lana so I have to give you a little bit of background story so um I actually grew up in in Malaysia but I've lived in Australia for for many 
years. Um, so when mm-hmm. I had Javin, which was three years ago, I was lucky enough to still have my mom travel all the way from Malaysia and stay with us from the entire month to wow. help with the confinement practice. And it was before before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that's how I experienced firsthand how the confinement diet works and what are the traditional mm-hmm. uh, postpartum uh, confinement practice uh, looks like. Because is it common it in Malaysia? It is very common. In fact, it is interesting that confinement diet is not something new. Um, it has actually more than about mm-hmm. 2,000 years of history. Uh, it's a common practice for women yeah. after birth, especially in countries such as East Asia, like in China, Hong Kong, in Malaysia, Singapore, mm-hmm. uh, including Africa, Middle East, and also European country. And you'll be surprised to know as well, mm. many of um, Australian women so depending on your culture so many modern women still choose to follow this traditional postpartum healing approach so when we talk about the postpartum confinement periods like Lana mentioned it usually refers to the first 40 days after a women's give birth so there are three things that really emphasize on uh, the first month after a woman giving birth so number one is to help to establish breastfeeding and milk supply secondly for the mother to Mm. rest and recuperate after childbirth and lastly is to replenish that nutrient store for the baby sounds like the emphasis is really on establishing and setting yourself up for postpartum but also to recover yeah, I think that the biggest difference when you talk about confinement practice and confinement diet, the focus is not just breastfeeding nutrition, but it's really nutrition mm. in terms of postpartum healing. How can we best help the mother mm-hmm. to heal in that first 40 days? Uh, we all know that nutrition is important during pregnancy, but many tend to forget that actually nutrition after giving birth, during that initial phase of postpartum period, it's actually uh, even higher needs of requirement and even higher of energy demand. And, mm. and depending on the birth experience, uh, whether or not you have a perineal tissue test or C-section, uh, there is a massive energy demand for wound healing and recovery uh, and also additional nutrient needs for, for the blood loss. Uh, even if you have a smooth delivery, your body will still needs to undergo go significant changes uh, to get back into that pre-pregnancy state. Uh, If you imagine it takes about nine months to grow a baby inside the womb, you've got to allow your body the same time as well for those connective tissues to readapt again and for the uterus to shrink down. And don't forget your body also needs to learn how to produce breast milk for your baby sounds like it's longer than 40 days it's actually close to that nine months or a year of not confinement but focusing on that recovery and giving yourself adequate nutrition for postpartum so the 40 days basically i guess that is really thinking about setting you up with the right foundations of that postpartum nutrition helping you to smoothly uh, Mm -hmm. transit into that motherhood i guess and also to establish that breastfeeding so really capturing that transition phase that's something we spoke about in the very first episode of our podcast episode number one was actually postpartum sometimes we think of it as you know six weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks I say it should be closer to a year that we're actually thinking about because of all the different hormonal changes 
It's not just those first 40 days. And so what happens when someone's in that first 40 days of transition? One of the common team you tend to see across all cultural uh, practice, so not just the Chinese practice, is to have more warming foods, uh, which we're going to uh, chat a little bit more later on. But the other interesting things I'm going to share yes. with you, Lana, is um, during this confinement uh, 40 days period is to also follow a very strict routines and restrictions to ensure uh, your body, so the mother's body, is really recuperating within the shortest time frame as possible. So to give you some example, um, it encourages women and the mm-hmm. baby not to go out uh of the house for the entire month and we usually keep the visitor uh, minimal so that the mm. mothers can have a really good rest but also protect the newborn exposed to any disease at the early phase. Now the other thing as well is uh, mm-hmm. the traditional practice encourages not to wash your hair for the whole 40 days. And you are... Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> if you really want to follow it strictly, you're not supposed to shower as well. <laughs> and oh, you... no. I, I couldn't handle that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you relate back to many, many years ago, I think back in those ancient times, the reason why is because they really don't have a lot of access to, for example, uh, hot water. Mm. Um, you know, the, yes. the, the weather back in you know China might be a bit different, um, might be a lot cooler yeah. than in Australia. So there's a lot of reason behind mm-hmm. it to really protect the mom. But we know mm. that we live in, you know, 2022. We got to somehow also do a bit of readjustment <laughs> to all this traditional practice. Yeah, yes. I think that the way I think about, you know, this confinement diet after I've been through uh, the, the whole uh, confinement period, I just mm. think that it's actually it's such a beautiful customary that passes on from the generation to generation to really support mm. women that early phase on transition into motherhood. Mm, and it sounds like the focus really is on supporting and nourishing the mum and helping her to get set up for postpartum rather than sometimes what the flip of that can be is um, the mum coming back home from hospital and feeling like, I remember for me, I didn't want to come home from hospital because I couldn't think about, I just couldn't bear the thought of having to do the laundry and take care of a baby at the same time. It was this big learning curve and sometimes it feels like, the expectations for women to just get up and almost bounce back into doing all of normal life things while having a newborn. Mm. It sounds like there's there's quite a different focus on helping the mum to recover. The really key things here is focus on self-care for mum first, for the first phase of that postpartum. What do you, what do you like about the confinement diet? Mm. So the confinement diet can break into three different stages. So stage one, it designed for uterus recovery and wound healing. Usually, commonly, uh, it's, it's the first seven days of postpartum. It's common for women to consume a, a special herbal soup called Shenhua Tang. Uh, it's a, a herbal remedy formula that stimulates the blood flow and relieves the pain and add in the lochia discharge. Uh, if you're not familiar what lochia is, it's a vaginal discharge after giving birth containing blood, 
mucus and tissues from the vein, uh, which is very similar, like a menstruation. Uh, some can mm. even experience it, like you know, two weeks or even like you know, up to the entire month. So the shenhua tang helps to yeah, warm right. your body in the initial seven days of postpartum, and the second stage. Mm. Designed to help women to promote tissue repair and dispel the wind from the new uh, new mother body, right? Which also known as the baby gas, um, which is quite common. Mm-hmm. That I, I guess that you know, uh, women after giving birth also experience bloating issue as well, especially for breast uh, feeding mother. So the whole idea is by including certain food ingredient, it helps to release, uh, you know, the the air. Uh, and the third stage usually happens in the final two weeks of that confinement period. It focuses more on physical strengthening and nourishment to replenish the mother's nutrient store, and also enhance that breast milk quality. So different stages of confinement period, breaking it down into focusing on different aspects of the recovery. Yeah. And so what things, are there things we should be wary of or things that maybe aren't as evidence-based? Like what things should we be cautious of? Yeah, I think I think one of the important things to know is that that potential lack of vitamin D exposure, um, as I highlighted, that mm. is very common um, practice that encourage women and, and baby not to go outdoor in, in the first 40 days, uh, meaning that potentially it's reducing the sunlight exposure. It may worsen the vitamin D status for the mothers and, and the baby. So um, a baby will get their initial store of vitamin D from the mothers when they are in the womb, but after birth, their store can start to deplete as breast milk does not contain much vitamin D. And your baby certainly needs vitamin D to absorb calcium and phosphorus for bone development. And sunlight is the primary source of where uh, you can get vitamin D. And if uh, for a breastfeeding mom uh, has a low vitamin D status, she might not pass on enough vitamin D to the baby as well. So I certainly um, really recommend if you are thinking about following confinement practice, you may want to discuss with your doctors the risk of vitamin D deficiency for you and also for your baby, Mm. whether you need to uh, start taking uh, vitamin D supplementation. Highlighting how important vitamin D is for both mom and baby is just so important so I'm really glad you brought that up yeah and the other things that you probably also heard me talking about um you know in in the confinement diet as well often we include uh, a variety of different Chinese herbal remedies um so my advice is I'm not the expert in this area so it is best to seek your doctor's advice just to check if there are any contraindications with your medical condition and also probably would be a good idea to consult with a qualified traditional Chinese practitioner before you start consuming any herbal remedies in your diet. I really love that you mentioned actually not just DIYing it, but getting the confidence either with vitamin D or if you want to go down the herbal remedies path, making sure that you're nourishing your body in the right way that's safe for you and your baby. Yeah, that's right. And so what are your top go-to foods for the first 40 days after birth then? Yeah, let me share with you my three favorite ingredients. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the My favorites and also my mom's use it as well. So the first one is yes. Ginger. So, um, you know, ginger is a pretty common food that we use during pregnancy to help to ease nausea. But in fact, in, in the Chinese confinement period as well, you will notice that pretty much everything 
has ginger. <laughs> so the ginger that we use is a little bit different from what you usually buy from the supermarket. It's actually uh, known as the old ginger. It tends to be a little bit more spicy and, and dry. Uh, it is believed that it can help to dispel the wind in your body, to ease nausea, and also help with digestion and lactation as well. Um, I remember my husband was having, initially, was having the same meal as me every day, but after two weeks, he couldn't handle it anymore because literally everything that I ate has ginger. My second favourites are um, actually two things, are goji berries, which is also known as the wolfberry, and also red dates. So goji berries and red dates contain vitamin C, A, and antioxidant, and they also promote wound healing as well. So in uh, traditional Chinese medicine, um, so uh, quite commonly we add uh, red dates into a tea uh, and it's considered a very stable drink to help the new mother to recover from the delivery. Uh, it also really helps if you are someone who doesn't like to drink plain water, um, getting that, adding that red dates inside your drink, it can also enhance that flavors and provide a natural sweetness to the taste as we all know that getting enough of fluid is so important while you are breastfeeding. And you said you had a third food that you really like. Yeah, so um, it's actually green papaya. So if you're wondering what green papaya is, it's literally the same as yellow papaya. It's just not ripe yet. So very commonly, we cook it in a soup. Uh, combined with some sort of protein cooked with chickens and and fish and many believe that green papaya can help to boost breast milk and I have to say I did experience the difference every time I I you know eat on this this dish so basically um papaya has an excellent nutrition profile it's really loaded with antioxidant vitamin c and a as well as fiber uh, the other things about papaya fruit is it contains what we call lactogam and it can stimulate the hormone oxytocin and the hormone prolactin so in a way it can play a role in increasing breast milk productions and breast milk secretion so it's really common that we also include this green papaya in the confinement meals and so we have a whole other podcast episode on um, boosting breast milk supply and so if you want to have a listen to that you can um, go listen to that episode but I think that's a really great sort of overview of um, the first 40 days or the confinement diet you've really walked us through exactly what has it been like it's great it's been great to hear your personal experience is there anything else you want to add as we wrap up it's not something that you know you were just um go into it and pick on certain food, like for example, some of the key ingredients that I mentioned before. Um, But at the end of the day, it's really important that you still want to follow a very well-balanced diet. Mm -hmm. So it's not just focus on uh, having more of certain type of food. You still want to ensure that your diet is still uh, have this five food group with the right portion to really ensure that you are still getting enough of nutrient to help with your overall breastfeeding Mm. nutrition and postpartum recovery. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that. It's actually not just about only consuming green papaya or ginger, but actually still making sure you've got the basics down pat and making sure you're really fueling your body with all those different micronutrients that we know that we get from 
each of the five food groups. But actually in recovery for mum after birth and in that transition, we're going to need all the help we can get from all the different types of foods that will provide different nutrients. So I love that you've sort of, yeah, encapsulated what's traditionally always sort of said about um, the way we should eat and then helped us know how the confinement diet or the first 40 days and eating, how they sort of both fit together. To wrap up, tell us where people might be able to find out more about you. You can find me on Instagram at Catherine dot fertility dietitian or visit my website at katrinchong.com.au if you want to know where to start with postpartum nutrition you can download our new month nutrition checklist at lanahearth.com now this podcast is general in nature it doesn't replace individual medical advice also please subscribe review and share this podcast with a friend so that more women can optimize their nutrition and enjoy the experience of motherhood 